Well, the Bank of Canada did something it hadn't done in more than 20 years today. It raised its benchmark interest rate by a half percentage point. The bank's governing council agreed to increase the rate to 1.1% rather in part of an effort to fight inflation and signal the winding down of pandemic-related essentially spending. And they say there are more rate hikes to come. Here is the Bank of Canada Governor Tiff Macklin. That higher inflation, those higher prices, they're impacting all Canadians. We need to get uh, inflation down. Uh, The economy is strong. It can handle higher interest rates. It needs higher interest rates to bring demand uh, in balance with supply. Tiff Macklem, Bank of Canada governor there. This is the first time the bank has announced a half-point hike since May of 2000. So why now and what could it mean for us? Joining me now is Trevor Toome. He's a professor of economics at the University of Calgary. Thanks for your time tonight. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Um, I I think we expected this, uh, but tell me a bit about the rationale behind uh, something we hadn't seen in a long time. So we we definitely have expected that rates would increase as we recovered from COVID, and the recovery has been pretty strong both here and around the world. So Canada's labor market is basically fully back and in some ways exceeding where it was prior to the pandemic. And so normalizing monetary policy did need to happen. And we're going to see further rate increases as well, not just through the rest of this year, but potentially next year as well, until we get in the order of about 2 to 3%. And, and right now, uh, the Bank of Canada rate's at 1%. What is the, the rationale then behind the Bank of Canada's, Bank of Canada's decision, or, or at least what is the aim with raising interest rates half a percentage point, something we, again, we hadn't seen in a long time? Yeah. So the Bank of Canada conducts what's called monetary policy in Canada, influencing interest rates, affects investment and borrowing decisions of businesses and individuals. And so it's an important tool to either help increase economic growth or decrease economic growth. And and why would you want to do the latter? So right now, if you're utilizing a lot of the productive capacity in your economy, then further pressure uh, to boost economic growth by having easy uh, monetary policy can risk inflation. And so what we're seeing now is, of course, heightened inflation. I think, unfortunately for the bank, for a lot of external reasons that it has trouble influencing, like commodity prices being a big one. Uh, But getting back into uh, interest rates, for the Bank of Canada, between 2 and 3%, that's kind of the neutral range for those rates that don't increase or decrease inflation risk and kind of allow the economy to persistently produce at its potential level of output without increasing inflation beyond 2%. It's worth reminding that these interest rates are still very low compared to what uh, history would tell us. Uh, who, though, will feel the impact of this jump? So it does depend on, well, first, whether one is borrowing on variable rate terms or fixed rate terms. You know, if your rates are locked in for a certain period, then this doesn't mean much in the short term for you. But those with variable rate loans, of course, will see uh, borrowing costs increase, uh, especially as further rate increases occur. Uh, But on the other hand, savers will also see higher interest rates as a potential benefit, increasing incomes that can be earned from those savings. So I think like with most uh, policy issues, there are winners and losers and important pros and cons to consider. But regardless of whether one 
um, will benefit or not from higher interest rates, these higher rates are in part because of our strong recovery from COVID. And so it's getting back to normal monetary policy is a sign that our recovery has gone well. And I expect we'll be seeing more of these. Uh, There are several more rate decisions to be made during the course of 2022. Uh, How quickly do you think uh, this accelerated pace of, 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 of rate rises will be? So in order to get back to around the 2 to 3% range from where we are now, it's going to require about six more quarter point increases. So the half point that we saw today, that is pretty rare. We haven't seen this since early 2000, uh, a half a point increase in the Bank of Canada rate. And so if I were to bet, and of course, who knows, there's a lot of uncertainty out there, but if I were to bet, then I think we would see more typical quarter point increases, but several of them in a row until we're back into that neutral interest rate range next year. Importantly though, and we mustn't forget that the Bank of Canada has another tool in its toolbox beyond just these interest rate increases. It has purchased a lot of assets in what's called quantitative easing through the pandemic, accumulating hundreds of billions of dollars worth of largely government bonds, it's going to start to shrink that, which is another way of easing, uh, sorry, not easing, contracting, tightening monetary policy. And so those two policy tools, right, shrinking its balance sheet or increasing rates are substitutes for each other. And so we may see um, the bank utilizing more of shrinking its balance sheet in uh, the coming year or two. How will this impact uh, what consumers are already facing, which is rising prices uh, for stuff? Uh, And certainly inflation is impacting wages as well uh, Mm -hmm. in in an indirect way. Uh, How will this impact sort of the individual pocketbook beyond just borrowing? So in the short term, it won't have a very large effect at all. It does take time for monetary policy to work its way through and actually affect the economy more generally. Potentially a year, year and a half is kind of the the long lag that we're looking at. So in the the short term, not a lot of impacts uh, at all on prices. I think now, especially because the main driver of inflation here and in many countries around the world is energy prices. And that comes entirely because of high global oil prices. And there's really not uh, any implication on global oil prices from a Bank of Canada move. And so the exposure that we have to these unpredictable global developments like Russia's invasion of Ukraine, for example, I mean, that's, that's not something that monetary policy can influence. And so we just have to wait and see how those markets... Um, evolve. Because certainly what I, I'm thinking back to a couple of years ago when we were first talking about inflation, uh, at least the message coming from the Bank of Canada was that it was going to be temporary. They felt it was going to be temporary. Now, of course, events get in the way. Uh, they've, yeah. Have they had to reassess where they're going with this at this point, or are they still staying the course more or less? So they are still staying the course more or less as with other central banks around the world. And so I don't interpret the moves to increase rates now as anything other than getting back to normal because the recovery from COVID has gone well and was indeed more rapid than than most expected. The inflationary pressures, I, I agree that they're temporary and the bank still sees in their forecast release today that that we will uh, get back to the target 2% range just because of the main drivers of inflation are energy. And currently, you know, 
who knows where oil prices are going to go, but many forecasters, the, the futures markets, when people today buy and sell and lock in the price of oil for delivery in the future, that does show that oil prices will gradually start to come down from their current highs. And as that happens, the inflation pressure from energy will dissipate. Then a second big factor is housing. Housing prices have been a big driver of inflation as well. And if we don't continue to see, and I can't imagine how we will continue to see 20% plus year-over-year increases in housing prices, then that factor is going to dissipate as well. And once you take those two uh, pressures away, then we're right back into the kind of target range where we like to be generally. Trevor Toom, thank you so much for your insight on this. As always, uh, always fascinating to find out what you, how you read these things. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on.